Welcome to The Art of Being a Mum, the podcast that's a platform for mothers who are artists and creatives to share the joys and issues they've encountered while continuing to make art. Regular themes we explore include the day-to-day juggle, how mothers' work is influenced by their children, mum guilt, how mums give themselves time to create within the role of mothering, and the value that mothers and others place on their artistic selves. My name's Alison Newman. I'm a singer, songwriter, and a mum of two boys from regional South Australia. You can find links to my guests and topics we discuss in the show notes, together with music played, how to get in touch, and a link to join our lively and supportive community on Instagram. The Art of Being a Mum acknowledges the Boendick people as the traditional owners of the land which this podcast is recorded on. Welcome to the first of two special episodes released to coincide with Father's Day here in Australia. Scott Maxwell is a musician and educator from Mount Gambier, South Australia, and a dad of four boys, including a set of twins. Scott's dad was a guitarist in a band. As an eight-year-old, Scott was listening to Tears for Fears and Duran Duran and The Shadows. His dad taught him some lead guitar. He loved surf pop music. And in early high school, Scott created a band with his mates. His interest in music just kept developing throughout high school. Scott wanted to get into the education system because he could see that it was broken and did not cater for all learners, and he wanted to be a force for change. He made a career of teaching and did so for many years, and Scott was the winner of an ARIA Award in 2018, winning the Telstra Music Teacher Award. Scott left his classroom teaching position in 2020 to begin a new adventure in sound, He works as a mentor in a not-for-profit organisation that teaches transformative learning through creativity, enabling teachers to deliver music to their students. In addition to his day job, Scott's experimentation in sound has evolved to him running fortnightly sound baths in Mount Gambia called Frequency Friday. He's explored meditation, new instruments including crystal bowls and gongs, and this has triggered a new sonic obsession for him. Today we chat about the place that music and sound holds in our culture and society, a little bit about partner guilt and the way that Scott wanted to make a difference in the education system. The music that you'll hear throughout this episode is from Scott on all the amazing instruments that he has collected in recent years. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you so much for coming in, Scott. It's a real pleasure to welcome you and good to get um, the other side's perspective on the special Father's Day episode. Yeah, thanks for having me, Alison. This is a uh, very unique opportunity, <laughs> indeed. It's actually unique that you're in my studio because I don't get many people in my studio. Oh, I so. love it. You know, I spend most of my most of my, my time in studios, so there's nothing like being in a creative space. Oh, with the, the Lego and the... Lego, Lego is creative. <laughs> I try to keep some of it at least nice, but it just that's not me at all. I have to have stuff around me. Like I'm um, just that sort of person. If there was a creative office that was clean, I'd be worried. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's not that this isn't clean, it's just that there's <laughs> stuff in it's here. Stuff there's in stuff here. everywhere, it's you stuff know. Everywhere. Um and yeah, my studio is the same, there's stuff everywhere. So Yeah. Um that's how you know. I mean if 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 you could uh you know 
open a door to inside my brain, that's how my brain looks as well. Yeah. You know, there's this stuff everywhere. I, I, I think that that's most creative people. Yeah. There's sort of an idea there and then there's something else there and then, oh, I need to get to do that. And yeah, yeah. yeah. All and the tabs open at once. I know. That's right. <laughs> and then you get so hyper-focused on something that you just like, oh, what, what was I thinking? Oh, mm-hmm. I don't even know. And then, yep. you know, yeah. Yeah, it's like everything else just doesn't exist and mm. you just... Yeah, I've done that many times in here. I've been editing or doing something and then I've sort of lifted my head up and gone, oh, what are we having for tea? Like, you know, yeah. you just get so fixated on something. Yeah, you do. You do. Uh, what are the children doing? <laughs> yep. It's like, oh, I've got 15 minutes before I need to do something. Uh, yep. I'm just going to go out to my studio just to look at something. And, you know, and then you look at the time and you're like, oh, my God, where did the time go? Yeah. You know, I'm five minutes late now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but it was very important. It was a very important yeah, thing yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, So tell uh, our listeners, obviously, I know what you do, um, but obviously you're going to tell me more about what you do. But mm. your studio, what do you do in your studio? Um, so my studio is uh, like, uh, it's like a rehearsal space um, for, for me, uh, a practice space. Uh, it's a administration place for my day job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, um, it's just a, it's it's no, it's an, it's like the 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 center of of my existence really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I love it. I love it. Um, I love it so much. And um, it wasn't until I was a parent. Did I feel that I needed one? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. because yeah. I needed a space mm-hmm. that um, that was separate from the world that I was I was living. I guess uh, you know, um, so that I could just be there with, be present with, uh, you know, my brain and and the creative force, and uh, yeah, so. Otherwise, it would have just been, you know, up until that stage, it was just my bedroom. So, yep. you know, because that was, was a space where there was no one else anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's that's probably, that's 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 my studio. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a spot where, um, it's a spot where I, yeah, uh, where I escape the world and I'd be present with, with myself and, mm-hmm. and, um, and whatever. Whatever I feel needs to needs to come out, you know. Mm. So yeah. it's quite a, a it's quite an unstructured zone, you yeah. know. Unless that unless that things are, um, uh, unless there's a timeline, I've got a deadline coming up, then mm. it can be quite a focused, structured area. But um, a lot of the time, it's me researching, it's me experimenting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's me, yeah, finding, going down, you know, yeah, the rabbit, hole. rabbit holes, <laughs> and um, because I'm I, like I'm a, um, I love sound, yep. so anything to do with sound uh, is really excites me, um, and you know I think as a as a culture that we we could have we could have easily not built our culture around money and mm. capitalism. But instead, built it around sound. Oh, what a concept! <laughs> I know. Like honestly, this this thing of capitalism. I have been on this for the last probably half a dozen episodes with people. All of a sudden, it just came to the forefront, mm. and we've been talking about how um, 
not just creative mothers, but anyone who creates that doesn't um, receive a monetary remuneration from that, why are they less important to society as people who earn money from their creativity? Mm. Like it's just been this massive topic. Huge. Um, and we might go into that after. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that is something that I've been wild about lately. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's well. Yeah. It, it's it's you know like sound has been at the centre of of what we do, and there's a school of thought that believes that sound and music was how civilization civilizations formed mm -hmm. um because there was that need for a group mentality there was a need for ritual and there was a need for people to be joining in um with whatever whatever it was but the sound was yeah. what brought them together yeah um, right. and you, you think about that uh pre-language stuff as well sound mm -hmm. as communication so um you know and you think about humans on the earth have been here for you know for we don't even know how long mm. but mm. um it's only in this last sort of snippet of humanity where um you know we're pushing the cash and um we're turning the world into a giant shopping mall yeah mm. yep yep i feel like we can talk more about that <laughs> the common interest there You said your day job. Are you are you still involved in teaching, or are you doing something different yeah, now? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm. Um, I work for a, an organisation called Songroom. They're a non-for-profit organisation that come out of Victoria, and oh. um, I'm involved in a program called uh, Transformative Learning Through Creativity. Yeah. Uh, and my job is to mentor primary school teachers um, into feeling comfortable. Um, about teaching music in in their day to day classrooms, so incorporating music into the into their work mm -hmm. um, and helping them plan for lessons um, and deliver and play games and all that sort of stuff uh, with the that music focus. Um, so that's what I get to do. So I work at five schools in the area, yeah. um, and I go out and work with these uh, work with these amazing teachers. Uh, with their wonderful kids and um yeah so it's a blast it's a yeah. it's a yeah it's a really really cool it's a, it's a great job yeah. um and it's one where i have a lot of um i have a lot of creative scope as well um no one really tells me what it is that i need to do so everyone sort of trusts my my own intuition yeah it's that I goal teach. to achieve but it's up to you how you yeah how yeah you do that. yeah yeah. So, um, and there there are challenges that come with the job, but um, you know the, that's there are challenges that come with any job, but um, mm -hmm. it's usually teach teachers that move and that sort of thing. So the teaching is yeah. a very transient sort of uh, occupation for a lot of people. Some people stay in the same spot for X amount of years, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people do move. Um, there's a lot of contracts going around and that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah that's what I get to do during the day. Um, and uh yeah yeah it's a pretty cool gig mm. so is that like so the teachers that are sort of I say teaching the, the students um 
they don't it's not sort of like a formal um education in music they don't have to have like training in music or theory no. it's about just as the, the incorporating it in sort of i mean i used to work in childcare, so yeah we put music in i'm just comparing it to that like yep. anytime someone was doing something and mm. a child paid attention to one particular thing or whatever it did I don't know, there'd be a song that went with that. You know, like <laughs> I had a friend that used to do this. Every time you'd say something, she'd break out into a song lyric. It's like you'd just, um, yeah. you'd just go, oh, you're picking up something or let's sing the song about picking up something. You know, that sort of yeah. stuff. Is that sort of where you, it's like making it part of just everyday life sort of thing? Um, Maybe not to that extreme. but <laughs> Well, it's, it's probably not to that extreme, but there's no reason why it couldn't be. Yeah. Um, it's just that. You know, that's because the childcare setting is just that little bit younger. Yeah. Um, there's just, I mean, I don't have, I actually don't have all those songs and those skills. Well, we have songs for making circles and, yeah. you know, we do, we do, do lots of songs in class, in class time and that sort of thing, but not yeah. necessarily those, um, uh, you know, not like the alphabet song, you know, there's yeah. a song about that. Song. Only because, hey, I probably need, you know, I'll, I could get skilled up in that area myself, you know. <laughs> we used to call it the play school songs. Yeah. Like, literally, if someone was building, you'd, you'd start saying, build them up, build them up. Yeah, like, for sure. Literally, anything a child was yeah. doing, there's a song that goes with it. And what I found really interesting was that some educators were just so natural at it. Like, you could tell they just grew up like that or were really comfortable. But then other people would get that certain level of judgment about, oh, I can't sing properly, so I won't do it, or, yeah. you know, that confidence, and they'd feel like they're being judged by yeah. other people, not by the children, because they love it. They don't That's care right. what, how you sound. No, they don't. Um, so it's a very interesting sort of reflection on people's, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, well, I, I, I tend to think um, the way I look at it is that, uh, you know, and, and, you, and you're right, that the majority of people that I teach, uh, so no, it's best they don't have any formal music education because uh, if you did, then you should be able to teach music. Um, yeah. You know, but so these are people that weren't pretty much not teaching music in their in their classrooms. Um, maybe doing a few songs or doing a assembly pieces or, or that sort of yeah. thing, yeah. but not really understanding. You know, I mean, most teachers don't even, they can read the music curriculum, but they wouldn't have even have a clue of what some of these things are. Like, mm -hmm. the the elements of music, you know, um, they might not know what timbre or texture or, you know, yeah. even pitch. Yeah. Uh, most of them know what rhythm, rhythm are. Yeah. But, uh, so that's pretty, uh, that's pretty important. But go back to what you're saying. Um, I think that's a really interesting point. Um, because, you know, I, I think you think about the education system and you think, well, you know, was it the education system that created that? Was it, mm. um, was it that a lot of the time when we as adults think about the education system, you know, we sort of, there's a lot of trauma involved in schooling mm. um, for, for all of us as adults. We can trace that back to when we were kids and, you know, sometimes schools are better at telling us what we feel like we're not good at than what we are good at mm. so i mean the i think the education system as a whole has a lot to answer for that like it's a, oh yeah it's pretty it's pretty nuts yeah um and certainly in scott's perfect world we wouldn't be doing it the way we are doing it mm. so but it's nice to be that little and that's why i got into education anyways because i knew it was broken 
and mm. I'd like to be a crack in the system. Mm. And I feel like, you know, this job gives me the opportunity to be a little bit of a crack in the system because, um, you know, the kids really look forward to me coming in. Even if I'm not mm. taking a lesson, the teacher might be taking a lesson because they know this fun stuff is going to happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. They know that they're going to have a license to be creative. Mm. They know that there's no... Um, you know, they don't have to be frightened that they're going to get something wrong. Yeah. Um, the only time that happens is if you're playing a game and they, yeah. they might get out. But yeah. that's all it is, you know. Yeah, and they're probably not even aware that they're learning so much through the process, through what you're, you know, giving them. Yeah. They're not oh, even I... thinking that it's that they've been taught to. No. awesome. <laughs> well, that's what learning, sh- learning should be, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and... You know, and and being a musician, it's cha- it's you know, it's challenging. You've got to, you know, and you know this yourself. There's this there's this part there's this part in music where you have to grind, mm-hmm. and if you don't grind, you don't you don't get any better. And it's that rote repetition, which yeah. unfortunately the you know there's a lot of schools of thought that don't even. You know, rote is like a dirty word at universities. Mm, uh, yeah. It was when I went to uni, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, however, that's the way I learned. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah. Sort of, well, uh, I was interesting. Yeah, I'm a great speller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think, I also think that <clears throat> one, of, <clears throat> one of our problems uh, with... Uh, people being hard on themselves it's a cultural thing so you know I lived up in the APY lands um, for uh, for a couple of years and um, culturally there um, you sort of you you stand out if you if you don't sing because songs are songs are part of their daily life Mm -hmm. Um, that's you know the stories are all told through song Yep. Like it has been for, you know, tens of thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. So it's ingrained in their culture. Whereas we have, you know, flip it over to to us, our urban culture, mm-hmm. and, um, and our, uh, you know, the game shows, the X Factors, the, the, the voice and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Then all of a sudden, you know, is everyone that sings being judged, yeah. you know? By um, you know, by Guy Sebastian. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. that's I, I think that's part of where, where we've got to. Um, yeah. Also, um, yeah. Also, I know through experience that um, you know, kids like kids like to sing, but sometimes they may annoy their parents, um, mm-hmm. and it might be just natural for the parents to tell them, "Hey, you know, you sound like a." dying dog or something like yeah. that you know yeah. and and the kid might sound like a dying dog too but mm. that can really pay detrimental to that the psyche of, of oh, yeah. that so um a lot of the times you know i like to tell parents that um if your kids if your kid is learning music and it sounds horrible then that's probably good because they're actually probably trying something that they've never done before Mm. And the only way you can, you know, if they're if if they're practi- if, if they're a piano player and they're practicing a piece and it sounds beautiful, um, then then nothing's happening. They're rehearsing. They're not practicing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? I know that some of my best singers, um, you know, I've spoken to their parents and their parents will say that they make really silly noises a lot, and yeah. that's that's experimentation mm. of. Of, of the voice or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, so, learning what you can do. Yeah. What, you, what your voice is capable I still, of. That's yeah. part of what my studio is still. 
I'm still yep. experimenting, you know. Yeah. I'm 50 years old and I haven't <laughs> stopped since I was like 11 years old. You yeah. Know, haven't stopped at yeah. all. Maybe yeah. maybe there were stints, but. Um, that's a that's a good question. Uh, you know, when I look back, I think, you know, it definitely had something to do with my father and seeing a picture of him in his early 20s playing guitar in a band. Um, yeah. I still remember the photo and, um, you know, I listened to music, but there was no there was no depth i i did like the i did like the hooky sort of minor stuff you know i knew that i liked it mm -hmm. because it had an emotion like an emotional draw for me and i knew anything in these 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 minor keys and this was the um you know we're going to the early 80s here you know as of sort of about 8 you know 1980 i was i would have been 8 years old so heading towards probably 10 nine and ten yeah. had some um there were some pretty big songs out there i can't even think i mean I, I know i used to love um everybody wants to rule the world by oh, yeah. tears for tears i mean i remember that when that came out and that was mm -hmm. that was one of those jarring things my first album was um um duran duran yeah um it was an EP, the Wild Boys EP. I'm not sure if that was my first, that was my first album and my first yeah. cassette was Seven and the Ragged Tiger. So Duran Duran, there you go. Yeah. They yeah. had some big minor hooks um, and I was right into that. But yeah, my dad taught me a couple of things on guitar mm -hmm. and um, taught me some Shadows, so oh, Apache nice. yeah. Yeah. Um, and The Ventures, Walk Don't Run, so a bit of surf sort of style instrumental stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was the lead guitar didn't yeah. and um i just took it from there i just just didn't stop i had a couple of mates we got together at um that transition stage from year seven to year eight for it was high school for us um and we played uh we had this little band going on yeah. and um yeah and then just did not stop from there so yeah. you know we played those songs and then just kept developing throughout high school mm -hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how it, that's how it started. You know, I can't I can't pinpoint a particular. There have been moments that have completely blown my mind, yeah. but um, you know, it was big becoming invested in music. Yeah. Um, and by by invested in music, I mean that you know when we talk about the first album or your first cassette, like that no longer exists. Yeah. So, and that was an investment because you needed money to start off with. And however you got your money back in the day, whether it was pocket money or 
um, you know, pleading to your folks or whatever it was, yeah, there was yeah. you you had to there was something you had to do. Yes. And then yes. you had to physically, you know, I had to walk down to Kmart, which is a couple of Ks down the road, go yeah. go to the local record store, look through all the stuff and mm-hmm. say, This is the one that I'm going to buy, take home yep. and listen to. Mm-hmm. And um, that investment in music uh, was was you know, that's you know, you got you're accountable to the music then. Mm. You know? And yeah. you sit there and you look at the artwork and yeah. play the yeah play yeah. the album. Um, so yeah, that was that was how music sort of I got involved in music, um, and yeah, yeah. Do you, just on that, do you think it diminishes the importance or the value we put on music because it's so accessible now? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I definitely do. So there's 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 positives and negatives, um, and you know it's such an exciting time to, for independent artists to be able to release stuff yeah. and have it so accessible and available. Yeah. Um, the I mean the music industry is it's cutthroat. You know it's intense, and you've got artists now being able to bypass the basically the yeah. industry. Yeah, exactly. You know, so exactly. that's a, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um. So for the artists, it's 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 probably pretty cool. But on a cultural level, mm-hmm. um, having having that access, um, unprecedented access to music, is um, well, it's going to it's going to affect the monetization of artists for a start. Tell me about it. I know. <laughs> I have a whole conversation uh, about you that. You know, exactly. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you've got that. If, if it's, you know, it's just like saying, hey, if, if our roads were made of, of, of diamonds, how precious would they be on your, on your finger? Mm, you know? That's it, isn't it? Yeah. It's so common. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's... Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's an issue. Yeah. It's an issue. Yeah, I can say it like I, as an independent musician myself, like being able to release music um, is amazing. But then at the same time you think, because there's so much there, it's just, you know, will it ever get listened to? Or will anyone's ever get listened to unless you are with, an, you know, a big company that can promote stuff? Like there's just so much stuff out there. And I didn't, I didn't realise, um, so when I, um, when I did the ARIA stuff, yes, yep. um, it was such an insight into industry that I'd never had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so, you know, I remember, I remember, um, having a chat to this, to this bloke outside, outside the toilet at the ARIAs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was asking me all about this stuff and, you know, I, I, this was at a, uh, this was... So at the Arias, I actually got presented the Aria um, at a what was the what was it called? Um, it was an industry meeting, so it was all the big, it was all the CEOs of Sona, Warner Music, Spotify. Yep. All it was this 
you know, huge thing. Bob Geldof was there. And, oh, was and, he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I chatted to him. It was amazing. Oh, my God. I know. I said, uh, thank you for so much work. All you've done for music, you know. Yeah, he picked up the award important. and he's going, this is a very weighty award. And he's like, <laughs> when you get back to school, tell them that all the awards should be this heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, anyway, I was chatting to this guy yeah. and um, he was saying how, you know, he wished that he'd, continued learning whatever instrument and then it yeah, sort of dawned right. on me that these people aren't musicians mm. you know they're yeah. business people mm-hmm. and um i was speaking to another guy when we were sort of moving from one place to the other um and he was talking to me and um he said well you know congratulations and all that we're hoping for our first aria um for i forget which one it was it was like the big one and like mm song of the year or something like that yeah. and i'm like oh okay you know who, who whose team are you a part of and this is a yeah. there was about nine business you know guys in in suits yeah, yeah. and um so that was amy shark's team oh, yeah so who knows and she she ended up winning that that yeah. so they got it yeah. um but i don't even know what they do <laughs> what are these guys in suits do? i'm just like well this is this, that's how i know that there's this this is mm. massive industry. Yeah. Um, and um, there's something that happens there. I don't know. It's a secret squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> but, behind but, closed doors, things going on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, you know, that's that's the type of thing that mm. I'd be bad at. You see, that's the thing that I, I sort of think, on one hand, having having all the music in the world possible on a platform and letting people decide what they want to listen to is good. Because it sort of cuts that control that the commercial radio stations have because the people make deals with the execs. Oh, you give us that much and we'll play this song four times a day. Yeah. You know, it takes yep. out that. Like, that's why I love community radio so much mm. because the only stipulation they have is they've got to play, I think it's only 20-something percent Australian music. And apart from that, they can do whatever they like. You know, there's not that, those deals sort of being made. Um so I've just taken the conversation no, totally no, direct, but fine. I love community radio. Yeah, I think that's it's literally what it is. It's you know, everyday ordinary people um, sharing their love of their community and yeah, the people in it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it. no, you, you're right. Um, and you know, and today we have access to um, community radio from you know hundreds and thousands of community radio stations yeah. with 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 the with the internet. Yeah. Um, so such an interesting, interesting concept. But um, yeah. So music is is freely available as mm. as we want it. But yeah, um, yeah the power, the pa- the the actual power of music gets lost within within its within its easy access. Mm. Um, yeah. You know. So getting back to your aria, can you share with us that story of? of- how you got involved and what the award was and that kind of stuff for people who might not be aware. Yeah, so um, the story goes, um, they, there was a couple of teachers at my school who wanted to put me up for a nomination. <laughs> and so they asked the kids to write some type of thing for for me um and it was voluntary you know kids could do it if they thought that i deserved it and that blah 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 so i ended up getting nominated for this for for an aria award which um which was really really amazing you know it was like Mm -hmm. awesome 
Um, and then um, it was up to a, a community vote. Mm -hmm. So the community had to get behind it. And, um, you know, I thought, uh, you know, how was I, how was I, I, I had to, I developed a campaign, which really helped me in my, you know, because yeah, obviously, you know, there's five teachers up. Everyone's a everyone's an amazing teacher. Everyone deserves the aria, you know. So it wasn't about that. It was just for me, it was a childhood dream, you <laughs> yeah. know. Ever since yeah. ever since I started um, playing in bands and knew about what the aria was, mm -hmm. um, I thought, whoa, you know, I'd, I'd love to win one. And yeah. um, there's a funny story to I'm actually I'll go there now because yeah. so I'm. Um, Rewind and I'm, I'm a good musician. I'm, you know, possibly 23 years old playing in bands and um, I see some people that I was sort of involved in the scene that mm -hmm. I was in um, getting this uh, ARIA award. Yeah. Because their band was the Super Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, I remember watching it that day yeah. and thinking, "Oh wow, maybe I've made some wrong decisions in my my musical path." Because I was playing, I was playing surf punk at the time, but I'd come mm -hmm. from you know thrash metal, yeah. um, really high energy, um, you know, angry music. Yeah. Um, which you know, which was which was which was cool, and I loved, and that's why I did it. Yeah. Um, and I that was the moment where I thought. Oh, maybe I should look at something else. And that was yeah. the moment where I signed up to do the stat test for uni. Yeah, right. And that's how I got into university and that's how I became a teacher. Right. So, you know, fast forward <laughs> 20, 20 years, yeah. 25 years or whatever it was, and um, there it was in front of me, like a carrot on a stick. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, how, do I, how do I do this? I, <laughs> yeah. this, is a, this is a childhood dream. I'm going to yeah. go for it. So um, what I did is I recorded, um, I had written this song um, on guitar and it was a real flashy guitar thing. Mm -hmm. And because um, I thought, I thought to myself, I thought, how could I, how can I get people? I, I'm one of those people, you know, like I don't like asking for, for money, like from people, you know, or, or yeah. your vote. Yeah. Vote for me, vote for me. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, how could I do this? Yeah. Which isn't, you know, so I thought, well, what can I give? Mm -hmm. You know, how could I give something? Um, yeah. and, and so I, yeah, I had this guitar thing that was really, really intense. Um, and so I was able to just chop it up into little snippets. And I, mm -hmm. I, was, I, um, I built a Facebook page called Riff of the Day. Yeah. And um, every day I'd post a little bit of a riff. Yep. And with a vote for me, don't forget to vote. Yeah, and yep. um, it, that's uh, that's basically. It was pretty popular. It, it was, was, and that's how around. that's how it worked. So um, you know, and that's you know that's how obviously the the people um, the people of, of this community um, really got behind me, and that's mm -hmm. how I won the aria. So it you know it was it was a vote of confidence from the community, which was uh, very, very humbling. Yeah. Extremely humbling. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and going to the Aries was just, you know, a dream come true. And now I've done it. Now I've walked that red carpet. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> I've done, you know, I can cross that off my bucket list. Mm. Um, do you want to drop some names? Who else do you talk to? <laughs> oh, 
There was George Shepherd from Shepherd. He was yeah. he was my buddy. Yeah. Right. Um, but um, who was it? I sat next to somebody really fast. So I don't even know where. <laughs> Um, I hope they're not listening. They'll be really offended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they they weren't getting an Ari, but they were, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I just um I didn't speak to that many people. Like I was yeah. a little bit I was so humbled by by everything. Mm. Um who else did I speak to? I don't know, yeah, because <laughs> it was like everyone wanted to speak to me. Yeah. Like yeah. um but isn't you know that rule that kid rule rule? Yeah, he's he's like this. He was an up-and-coming artist back then. He was like 15 years Shows old. Shows how much I'm into character. Came music. up to me and shake, shook, shook my hand. And, yeah. Uh, Rule, I think his name's Rule. Yeah. Um, came up to me, shook my hand, um, and he was like, you know, munching on some Cheetos. Um, <laughs> as you do when you're 15, right? <laughs> and he's just won an aria as well. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, oh. there was like, uh, you know, Troy Cassard Daly, mm-hmm. you know, I was chatting to him at the end of the night, but we weren't chatting about, we were chatting about school drop-offs. <laughs> Uh, this oh is quite God. funny. Uh, Murray Wiggle, um, oh, he's, yeah. he's gold. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and all the, like, it was easy to be involved in meeting all the Wiggles mm-hmm. who were all there. Yeah. Um, so, so, but Murray's, Murray's a, you know, he's, oh, a, yeah. he's a great guitar he's a player. He's musician. Yeah. 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 He, um, he looks after these lads called the Deezy Death Rays, I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. And, uh. Same sort of thing, right? Um, yeah, so it was, it was a, it was just an amazing experience. I was, um, I was in the, um, I was in the um, elevator. Oh, I got, I got to sign, I got to sign these posters, hmm. um, and uh, you know, my name was on with all the other ARIA award winners. It was so <laughs> weird signing this. You know, they took me to this, they took me to this little room up, up. Um, upstairs and they're like yeah you get a photo and then uh which is the official aria photo and then you sign this and they they, they follow you around with the like beers and stuff like that like, another beer sir another beer like this Jeez, that'd be all right. yeah oh yeah yeah that's what the arias are like there's like every every five rows there's an esky oh wow and it's got like water and, and beer and, and champagne or whatever it is in yeah. there and uh they fill it up like, so this is what our mates go to when never we find album. <laughs> and it's just like, whoa. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There's a, there's an insight inside it to that. Oh, that's awesome. No, good on you. Because, yeah, I was going to say, like, people, I think, I remember seeing the footage of you getting, like, being there and with your award. And it's like, people are so appreciative because you're literally, you know, bringing the future of musicians to life. You know, you're giving them the passion and, you know, this, the actual skills, but, you know, that love of music and that appreciation for it is, you know, what's going to, you know, bring on the next generation of performers. So, yeah, you yeah. know, I think that's, that's important. Like, um, and it's, it's, it's the, for me, it's the, the, the musical experience, you know, mm-hmm. it's the experience that you have with music. So, yeah. you know, um, so anyone listening out there now, you know, if you want to feel that power of the experience of music, you know, think back to, think back to when you were 16 and there's some songs you're listening to. Like you can, you can latch onto memories mm. that, you know, that have been a part of the soundtrack to your life. That's how important music is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's not too many people that would say, oh, well, I wasn't really listening to music when I was, 
whatever, you know. Mm. So about, yeah. about that 16, 17 is when we start to really sort of capture in. But, um, yeah. you know, music has been, you know, and think about how you felt after the last concert you you went to, mm. a big concert, yeah. last big concert. How did you feel, you know, that, that, that feeling stays with you for days and days oh, yeah. and then yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, Because you'll always remember those because there's this shared experience and that's part of the power of music is that you have, it gives us the the opportunity to have amazing shared experiences. Mm. It's this real energy exchange. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I I tell students, well, I used to tell the older students this, um, but um, this happens when I teach music anyway, but um, on stage and, you know, the energy that you give to the audience um comes straight back at you mm. you know yeah and it doesn't necessarily matter how many people are in that audience yeah but you know you get that energy times whatever mm. um yeah. t- times whatever's close to you yeah you know i don't know what it's like to play the like a big stadium or anything like that i think the most people i ever played to was about four thousand. Mm-hmm. um that was pretty rad uh, yeah. But it wasn't, yeah, the energy exchange was a little bit disjointed because it was a big stage. It was lifted up from the audience. It's not quite like, you know, I remember playing at a, I remember playing at the Tivoli in the thrash band yeah. and there were literally people running off the bar and jumping into the crowd. It was intense. <laughs> and they were, you know, we were sort of, I had to play with my back turned to the audience so I could just push them out a little bit. So give like them a Oh, it was so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So, and that's, you know, you're in the midst of that energy. Um, yeah. Just just amazing. That's the power of music, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. You know, music gives us an opportunity to um, express that energy. Mm. And music is energy in itself with, with, with the sound energy, yes. you know. Yeah, we just can't see it, but it's there. Oh, it's there. You're listening to The Art of Being a Mum with my mum, Alison Newman interesting story you fast forward just past the aria Mm -hmm. and i'm starting to think oh what next (laughs) you know i've achieved this massive goal where am i going i don't want to go backwards i don't want to turn into oh that was that guy that that was that teacher who won that aria and now you know now he's just like a cobweb in the corner Mm um so it really made me start to think um and then there was all this all this friction at in my workplace right. as well and, yeah. and then um and so all that all that stuff um there was a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. and um and it you know it boils down to that i felt like you know the arts were being attacked for being too popular you know <laughs> yeah right you know it was yeah. it was lit it was literally literally kids aren't handing up their english assignments on time because they're too involved in your musicals oh, and it's just like what and that's when it, that's yeah. and so that started to weigh real heavily on my shoulders mm-hmm. and um and i just went down downwards down the you know mm-hmm. into a, into a like you know into a really sort of 
horrible mental position where I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what where I was going, what I was doing, how I was going to combat this. Yeah. Um, and through that, I ended up I ended up looking into um, altered states of consciousness mm-hmm. and uh, and meditation and all yep. that sort of stuff. And then I came across all these meditation instruments that I didn't even know they existed. Yep. So I came across uh, a, a crystal bowl. So mm-hmm. I, I work a lot with um, digital. Well, in the past, I worked a lot with digital sound, mm-hmm. and um, there's a thing called a VST, which is literally a virtual instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I um, ended up. I was looking at this virtual instrument that had all these meditation instruments. Right. And I'm like, well, I've never heard of these things before. And then I found this, this crystal bowl. Mm-hmm. And it's literally a frosted crystal bowl and uh, bigger than your normal salad bowl mm. um, and shaped a little bit differently. But it has a, a tone, pure tone. Yeah. And um, I thought, well, okay, what's this? And I um, I listened to one and it's just this, it's one, it's like a sign, it's like a, a natural sine wave. Mm. And uh, I was listening to it and it just... It was still. It did not move. It was. It oscillates mm-hmm. with itself. Yeah. Uh, that that beautifully. Yeah. Um. And I was like, Oh my goodness, what what is this? And I yeah. felt I felt amazing. It was like mm. I'd spent my entire musical career trying to be as fast as I possibly could, then never you know never stopped to savor mm-hmm. what it could be like to be still with a. a a musical note yeah yeah um and it just drew me in mm. and from that moment in i'm like i was hooked yeah absolutely hooked and two crystal bowls together creating whatever harmony you want in a room is it's just outstanding you know yep. um for me for me and everyone everyone would react different because everyone you know music's a, a unique experience and listening to sound as well as a unique experience yeah. so um, you know the person next to you would experience that sound differently mm-hmm. um, some people those crystal bowls are really activating they mm-hmm. sit in the middle of the head yeah. you know and um, some people find them you know they might need to move or whatever yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what that's what started this journey and then it was you know gongs gongs are the opposite gongs are like they're like opening a doorway to you know a million cosmic frequencies at once (laughs) yeah and it's just like there's they're they're everywhere um and you know the the idea now i found the idea of a sound bath Mm-hmm. And I like, I just love the term. It is sound beautiful, bath, isn't it? It's you know? like you're luxuriating in this. I sound know. I mean, I've always loved, you. I've always loved baths myself, and sitting in yeah. the bath and contemplating life and so forth. Yeah. But to think that you could do it in sound, I'm like going, what is this? So <laughs> I'm really excited about it, and yeah. um, I did an online course, um, and you know, which was okay, um, yeah. but it sort of showed me. The ins and outs of of what it's all about, I guess. Like the practicalities. The of it, practicalities of it and yeah. the uses for it and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I just went down th- that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, and I've now managed to bring my guitar into that space, uh, and now I'm starting to, you know, do these sound baths, and um, it's so cool. It's so cool. Like yeah. it is. Um, it's. It's like unbridled creativity, mm-hmm. you know. 
you really just you you um you have I have a plan. Yeah. Like, you know. But like like my life, <laughs> you know, the plan is just there. It's yeah. not like it's not like I'm gonna something bad's gonna happen if I don't follow it. But the plan is there. That that's the that's the plan is plan B. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a rough you know guide. it is it is <laughs> you know so um but yeah once you once you're in that zone it's uh it's so cool and you know it can and it's such an individual experience it can take you know it can take one person on this fantastic imaginative journey through time and space and for others it can you know it can give them the space to release emotions or whatever they they need to so um there's certainly been a lot of that at 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 the sound bars as well and like i say to people you know i'm going to fill this room with sound frequency Mm. you know the sound frequency itself is pretty neutral yeah you know it's they're just their frequencies their sound frequencies um there's research on how they affect the body Mm. but if you want to you can release negative thoughts outwards into those frequencies um or you can allow those frequencies if you're really enjoying them and they're they're, you know they're turning you on or whatever you can just let them in and 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 you know really switch on which is you know Mm. it's just it's just amazing and um you know we've the thing is with that's the way that i listen to music as well Mm. you know yeah that's you know if there's something that i let in I'll let it in, but if there's some, uh, a lot of the time it's letting out. Yeah, um, particularly gives you, gives you that vehicle. Yeah, yeah, you know, but when I particularly like, you know, young kid listening to thrash music, you know, pretty pretty upset with the state of the, the world um, and the inequalities of the world, and getting out all that angst with yeah. uh, with hard, hard, fast, heavy music. Mm. Uh, it was the same type of thing. Um, yeah. Just that now, now everything's a little bit different, um, mm. and yeah, it's, so it's it's pretty cool. Um, but you know, along the way, I've learned so much about sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, sound is one of those. It's one of those things. It's like yeah, it's like gravity. Um, it's always there. <laughs> you know, very rarely do you sit in silence. Um, and then when you are in silence, I swear you can hear something anyway. There's this just this sound that's always there. Yeah. <laughs> Unless well, that's just my brain. <laughs> tinnitus. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't know. It's just the sound. I don't know. Well, it's very rare that you get silent silence. Yeah. Like proper silence. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, sound is... Sound is... Every, sound, the weird thing about sound, this is... Um, so... Sound needs the human ear to be to perceive it. It's like the, if a tree falls in the forest, mm. no one hears it. Yeah, did it make a sound? The answer yeah. is no. It didn't yeah. make a sound. No, because no it one produced it. it produced sound waves. Yeah. And but if there's nothing to receive the sound waves, then it doesn't make a sound. Mm. So it's very um, relative, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. It's really interesting. I love, I love that one. You know, it's like it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool.
everything that I've done, it always everything always comes back to music, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's a wonderful way to live your life, isn't it? To have that sort of be able to reflect on it like that. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, it is, and and you know, and it's funny because you always ask myself, "What is it about music? You know, what mm-hmm. what do what do I what is it that I want to get out of it? You know, yeah. and um, you know, the, the answer I always always came up with it, even since I was a kid, is that I want people to feel the way I feel when I'm listening to music. Mm-hmm. I want as many people to feel that because it's yeah. such a good feeling. Yeah. And, you know, and it just reminds me of that, uh, that, you know, it's like you're holding up like a mirror to the universe so that it may know itself better. <laughs> so that's yeah. that, you know, that's, that's that style yeah. of thinking um, that I, um, I think that, for me, you know, music, that's that's what music is. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty profound, isn't it? It is. It yeah. is. And you sort of think it's something, I don't want to simplify it at all, but something so simple, like I said, that's with us all the time and every day, um, that it's so, it has so much meaning. And, yeah. You know. Well, music is simple. Like, mm. you know, and this is the thing, this is what my, my job is, to try and tell teachers that think that they don't know anything about music. It's mm. like, well, you know... You know, I only think you don't know anything about music because a lot there's a lot of a lot of people have hijacked music and music education, you know. Yeah, right. And they want to make it smarter than what it needs to be. They want to make it more academic than what it needs to be. Yeah. It doesn't need to be academic at all. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need academics in music, you know, but there are people that like to what's what's the word? <laughs> academic academize. Ac- academize. I want to do that to everything. Yeah. You know? And you can. Yeah. You can break but something. But then you make it so inaccessible, don't you? You, you do. do you do make yeah. it inaccessible. And I know that I know that the education department's had trouble with with that. You know, they're trying to make their might try and make your subject because music can be more complicated than physics. Yeah, of course. Mm. How complicated do you want it? it yeah. they, you can make it as complicated as you want, and it just yeah. never stops. It's like a fractal. It's against. You know, and it's the same the other way. It can be as simple as a drum beat going. Yeah. yeah or it can be it, it? as complex as the most weirdest harmonies in combination with strange texture. <laughs> the, you know, there's. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah it's endless, really. It's, it's, it? It, is, it is endless. It's like, yeah. 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 It's like the ocean, mm. you know? Yeah, we've only we've only explored. Oh, what is it? Oh, ridiculous. Five percent of yeah. the ocean, or something yeah. like that. It's the same. It's the same with music. Yeah. Um, so, I didn't, yeah. and now we're finding sound. Um, you know, like, I was reading an article from Stanford University the other day where, you know, they're using acoustic technology and sound technology to pack heart cells into places where they can't. It's the only technology that they that they can use. Yeah. Wow. And they're um, they're also using sound um, as a. Um, deterrent for malaria carrying mosquitoes. They found that there's sound that. Yes. Um, I heard that. Yeah, we'll, yes. we'll, certain frequencies. Certain frequencies, yeah. 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 Well, they, they use that for dogs for like making them stop barking, mm. frequency collars. We can't hear it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, and then you get those big, I mean, you know, you've got those big sonic weapons. Too. I was actually about to yeah, say that. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's freaky. It's sort of yeah. freaky, but <laughs> it's freaky. So, but, um, you know, 
people, I think people need to understand that, you know, from my understanding of what those, those things are, mm-hmm. is they're just very fucking loud <laughs> speakers. Yeah, right. And, yeah. um, they're so loud that they're, they are extremely, and they're very, they're focused and they point them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's how they're using them. And so, right. they, you know, they can point it at you and say, hey, you, get over there, get out of there. And it'll be so annoying and loud that you'll move. Yeah, because right. Because there's just nothing else you can do. I, I sort of, the way I imagined it, and I know this sounds terrible, I'm sorry to be a little war, but you know when Sopranos would sing really high and mm, the glass would shatter yeah. or something? That's that's how I was imagining them. Like, they yeah. just send this this frequency through and things would just go, and just, like, explode. Yeah, well. That's how I was imagining. You know, there's nothing to say that doesn't, you know, they couldn't have that power is you know if you could do it if the sopranos could do it <laughs> imagine that oh dear. wow but um yeah. yeah yeah you know there's all there's all types of research to say that um you know if you think about think about things having frequency um and if you think about harmonic resonance mm-hmm. so for those people who don't know what harmonic resonance is you can take a particular note say um Let's say, for example, my crystal bowls are great. So I could record a crystal bowl yeah. and I can then um, I'll play it and record it. And if I play that recording back to that crystal bowl, it'll start making its own sound because it is resonating with the, the frequencies in the room. It's, it's unreal. It's unreal. It's just, <laughs> well, it's just like if you have guitars, if you have yeah. guitars yeah. in your, in your, and you play the sound of an A string loud enough, the A strings will start to resonate. So, like, if I had my singing bowl yep. and, like, dinged it, another one, if it was the same, would start to go, possibly. Possibly, yeah. It's probably because it's a because of that, because of the bowl, it yeah. probably needs a little bit more to get it running. Get like, it if it out. was bigger, it'd yeah. go. But it's because it's small and yeah, you need right. to... And that, it's contained. Yeah. yeah. But it might. Oh, my God. Uh, you should try it. But that's harmonic. That's that's harmonic resonant. Like that's a thing. Um, I've got just got a cold shiver. Yeah, it's just made me go. Wah. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Bloody so if hell. you think about that, and if you think about, you know, everything has frequency. So. Um, oh my god! So people like things can literally communicate with each other in a way. Well, that's really interesting because I was reading an article. Um, I was reading an article the other day who uh, they're looking into research saying that actually cells communicate with each other through sound waves uh, because it's the fastest way to travel through. Um, It's not like a sound that we can hear. It's a vibration. So, but that vibration uh, contains information. Um, There's so much we don't know. There is so much we don't know. I know. I know. And, you know. Man. I'm sure there's people out there that are called bullshit, but like, you know, <laughs> but we don't like know. We everything. just, we, we don't, don't know. know. Like, That's and, the thing. you know, and, you know. So where do you think this is going to take you? Like you're on this, this amazing sort of journey of, you, you could go anywhere with this really, couldn't you? Yeah, 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 I could. Um, I, I sort of feel, um, I do feel a little bit lost at the moment. Like I, mm. I, I want to, like, I, I would love to turn this type of thing into my day job, this exploration of sound, because yeah, it's right. probably nothing that really makes me feel like I am serving my purpose mm-hmm. or being me than offering that sound stuff mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. Um, 
but then to do that there's that there's that part of having um the other side which is the business sense and um and you know and looking at that 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 as as in that there's like the in that wellness industry space mm-hmm. as well so yeah. um and that I'm not particularly good at like mm-hmm. good at the creating stuff so yeah. I, I I'm not not a hundred percent sure you know I've, mm-hmm. I've yeah, I don't know where it's going to take me. So I'm going to let it take me wherever it's going to take yeah, me yeah. Um, because I know when I started with all this stuff that that felt like that felt like home. It's like, right, here we go. Mm. You know, like I think I've been looking for something like that ever since I started playing um, playing music and, you know, mm. it was looking for something. Yeah. And I sort of I feel like I've, I've found it. Um yeah. yeah, and it's almost like you had to, as a as a being, as a person, had to experience something that was really going to challenge you and push up against you for you to to make a switch, I suppose, and go, nah, this isn't right, and to go into that, like almost like you had to come to a head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm banging my hands together, yeah, but yeah. like you know, something big had to happen. Yep. For that shift to take place. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and it did. And then there was the highs and then there was the lows and then there was um the piecing back together um with with a with a new a new outlook i, I guess mm. um so that's it's been it's been such an such an interesting journey um up to this point and yeah like i'm I'm really interested to see you know how how well this type of um this type of thing is going to be um received uh like in our community mm-hmm. um yeah. and at the moment it's, it's really positive so you know mm-hmm. i can see i can see a lot of space for growth yeah um it's such an interesting thing you know um coming from you know playing in punk bands and all that sort of stuff yeah um you know which i'd still do if mm-hmm. you know if if there were the right people mm-hmm. um but having people rock up with a with some blankets and pillows and bean bags, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, maybe something to cover the eyes and lay down and yeah. listen to music, like really listen to music, yeah. is this is phenomenal. It's just yeah. like that that concept. I love it so much. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's great to go out to a venue and go and see live music and feel that high energy stuff, but mm-hmm. um, it's also great to go within and to feel. You know, there's high energy, high energy stuff as well, and then there's also some more calming sort of energies. Um, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so amazing and so mind blowing mm. that it's a it's a thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm 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 not glad that you had to go through what you had to go through to get there, but I'm very glad that you got there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, I am. I'm, awesome. I'm. You know, I'm a very much. Uh, um, very much, you know, if you want to philosophize about, you know, the good and evil in the world, and you sort of say, think, well, okay, well, there, there's, it can only be evil if there's good, and there can only be good if there's evil. Otherwise, there's, there's not any of that stuff. So, yeah, I think there's that, that yeah, there's yang always, sort of balance. Yeah, being in the yang, yeah. on earlier about having your studio yep. and you've only needed it since you became a, a parent yeah tell us about your 
your four lovely boys. Yes. Yeah, probably so, make your home an incredibly exciting place to be. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so my four boys um, are uh, very energetic. Mm -hmm. um, they are very, they're very inquisitive about yep. life. Um, and they are very physical yeah, right. as well. So, yeah. um, they can all play music, yeah. um, but whether they'll go down the music path is that no, no one's chosen that as their main thing yet. Mm -hmm. That's, um, how do you feel about that? Well, I don't know. Well, you know, the eldest of 15. Yeah. So I didn't really start playing until like seriously until I was 12. Mm -hmm. Um, my 12 year old can play as good as I could when I was 12. Yeah. Um, but you know, whether he chooses, you, you have to have that. I mean, I had my friends, my friends were playing, so I played, you know, yeah. so whether he can manages to surround himself with other people who are thinking the same, which is going to be pretty difficult in the current state of music, um, in, in the Mount, it's just, mm -hmm. it seems to be. We were at, we were at this really high about two or three years ago, yeah. and now and now yeah. something's dropped out, and um and music's really taken a back seat, and there's a there's a few um there's definitely a few people um in the in the education scene here that sort of don't see the importance of music and have seen that just sort of slip out mm. from under us, uh, which yeah. is quite significant. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm not going to blame it on the schools. Um, you know, it's just it's just a bit of a cultural yeah. thing happening. What the the way I sort of equate it: if you've got a town of our size, how many thousand? What have we got? Thirty-five, thirty-eight thousand. Um, yeah, I don't know. Last so, time, I never know. Last time I looked, it was twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. Okay, 20, I'm getting yeah. excited. And we don't. Yes, that's yours. Yeah. Um, we don't have a a music shop anymore. You know, that just to me shows that. Where the level of importance that you know that we play we're placing on it, you can't even go down the shop and get your guitar restrung anymore. You know, it's a t it's a tough one that one. Um, you know, knowing the ins and outs of that business. Um, and I know it's business big. business mm. is you know we're talking about capitalism earlier. Mm. I know that's you know you can't give give money away or you know lose money and just keep be a charity. I just thought, how can we not have a music shop? You know, it just yeah. breaks my heart, really. It, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was heartbreaking for me too. I mean, I remember looking at the Facebook post and thinking, um, I, you know, it was almost like I'd, I'd lost lost somebody. Yeah, you know? yeah. I had that had that feel about it, and um, because, I, you know, to me, the importance of you know a place like that is 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 for community mm, yeah um, but yeah. i understand i understand i mean i fully understand what happened and why you know they had to sh sh shut and close but mm. who knows yeah um but that's the you thing know. like you say about community like we'd always put out if we had a gig we'd put our posters up in there we had our like my albums were for sale in there i could ring the guys when i whenever i'd travel with sam or pa i'd be like michael why can't i get it to turn on you know mm. They were just there, and I just think, oh, you know, yeah, it makes me sad. It does. It makes me sad. I mean, I, like at the end there, they're all ex like students of mine. Yeah, right. And yep. um, you know, gave also, and they're, they're not the first students to, you know, work there. So it gave mm -hmm. 
bit of a rite of passage. I know that the kids used to like to do work experience there and that yeah, sort of thing. So, yeah, that's yeah, um, that's another aspect. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. a it's a shame, but I, I feel I feel that you know there's twenty five thousand people here, but music's just not big enough to sustain that type of thing. Mm. You know, but it's, well, it goes back to how much importance do we want to put on music? You know, yeah. So um, you know, with with my own boys, I know I know it's not right to force anything onto them because nothing forced onto them by dad is going to be cool. Mm. Um, not once they not once they hit the teenage years. Yeah. So um, they played in a band when they were like in year five. Yeah. They did like a talent show and yes, they were really really good. That. They were re- did you watch it? <laughs> yeah, they were very good. <laughs> but it, to me, when I watched, I don't know if it was just like a proud parent thing, but. They made it look so bloody effortless. <laughs> but that, I must say, your your kids do make a lot of things look effortless. But like They're very natural, a lot of things. No one was <laughs> no one was there when I ha- I oh. I worked with them for um, you know maybe five weekends in a row mm-hmm. of working on this Boulevard of Broken Dreams, whatever song. Yeah, it was Boulevard of Broken Dreams, I think it was, mm-hmm. and put the stuff that like the the work and effort that went into making that look like that yeah. was huge. Yeah, right. You know, it wasn't that that was this easy thing. It was it was difficult. There was a lot of, that, when we are talking before about, uh, you know, grit, mm-hmm. there was a lot of grit and yeah. that was really tired, grumpy children at the end of those sessions. So, yeah. you know, I'm hoping that I didn't ruin their experience in music because they did get to perform and, <laughs> yes. you know, but they didn't win. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if they won... Uh, but yeah, I yeah. think they made it look so easy that it's just like, oh, these guys, you know, they're they're good. But mm. um, so yeah, that that's it's interesting. But you know, with anything with with kids, you've got to let them find find it themselves and find that passion rather than live out your passion. You know, that, that's yes. the last thing. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that parent that is living through their children. You mm-hmm. know, I don't want to be that person. So they can. They can do whatever they they like, and do, do they listen to you like and value what you tell them? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I try and tell him things. I don't want no money. Alex plays the bagpipes, right? Oh yeah. Um, and I think he chose that because neither Ben or I have any experience in yeah, anything like that, so yes. we, we can't tell him what to do. Yeah. Because <laughs> for years I'd be like, oh, do you want to play? You know, play the piano, or and Ben would be like, do you want to play guitar? No, I don't want to do that. And all of a sudden, popped up the bagpipes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know, it's, it's funny because, um, you know, we, we, I've spent a fair bit of time with with the kids uh, lately, due to COVID, and due to um, we went to we went to Melbourne the other the other week, just me and the boys. Yeah, right. We drove up in the morning and drove back in the evening. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, when I'm with them, um, the conversations that we have can be quite intense. Like mm-hmm. the other day we were driving to football and the conversation was about um, how everything came to be. You know, yeah. it was that deep. Yeah. It was, you know, okay, so if science says there was a Big Bang, well, what was before the Big Bang? That's mm-hmm. that type, those types of questions. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's the type of I love having those conversations with the kids. The 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 whole big, expansive, mysterious, inquisitive style of conversations where we sort of just riff over things. Mm. Um, 
you know, I was having having a chat to to um, one of the elders the other day, and um, he was talking about you know you go through a stage where I mean schools always push your career path and what do you want to oh, be and yes. all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And um, he, was, he, was, he was sort of riffing, riffing on that. And I, I, I said to him, you know, you, you want to, you don't want to, because he's, what did he say? He said like, um, you know, what would you rather? Would you rather me be a millionaire or would you rather, uh, and, and be like an asshole? <laughs> or would you rather me be the guy that people come up and shake their hand and say, that, you know, he's a good bloke. And I said, well, I, I can't say it's that clear cut. Yeah. You know, yeah, but, you yeah. know, I can say that um, you should think about, you know, what you want to do in the world by asking yourself um, what type of contribution can you make to humanity? Mm. And if you can answer that question, then that's going to put you on the right path to mm. where you want to go because that's sort of, you know, that's what it's all about. Um, mm. You know, so yeah. you could... You can become a millionaire doing that or you can become a millionaire being self-centered and thinking it's all about me and just wanting to climb the ladder and step on whoever I need to, mm. to climb that ladder wherever I'm going, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but mm. at the end of the day, you know, um, you've got to be happy with, with who you are mm. and um, and what you're doing in the world. Yeah. So... Yeah, they listen to that side. That's sort of, I love that sort of stuff. Mm. They may not listen to me when I say, um, you're dirty, go and have a shower, please. <laughs> or, yeah. Or it's yeah. time for bed. Yeah. Or uh, we just said tea's ready. You know, yeah. they might not listen as much, but they certainly listen to those big questions. But they don't, they go off and they ponder yeah. that sort of thing. And so yeah. I'm really impressed that um, particularly they, they do that. So that's, that's mm. really good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even my youngest, we talk about all different types of things. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's into wondrous things. So, you know, mm. if there's a great sunset, I'll call him out or yeah. so we can yeah. go and have a look at it. Um, we've been, what we've been looking at how, you know, it, it can be as, I mean, the, the weather's shitty, but, mm. um, it's rainbow season. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, um been looking at the angle of the eyes compared to wherever the rain might be to go to the sun. You can, you can predict where these rainbows are going to come and then you can see them before they even arrive. Yeah. yeah. And like, we've been, you know, we get, <laughs> get excited. We're going, hey, look over there. Is that a, is that a, is that going to turn into a rainbow? Yeah, it is. And you can yeah. see that's, that's pretty cool. So yeah. I love doing that sort type of thing. Um, you know, they're really, really sporty. So they're, mm. they're very focused on sport. Yep. And um, I think, you know, my wife's very, very, that was her type of upbringing as well, country sport, yeah. um, where I was a city kid, so I was into music um, and then hanging out with my mates and, yeah. you know, being hoodlums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. There's plenty of that going on in the country too. <laughs> yeah, 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 there is, there is. But, um, oh, I don't. You, you know, well, but... but the twins mm. have got a year before they get their license, so mm, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just, I'll have le I'll have less to worry about if they're more like their mother. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stories we hear from Ben. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes.
So is it important to you that your boys see you as more than, I don't want to say just dad, because, you know, you're not just dad, you do a lot of other things. Is mm. it important that your children see that? Do you feel... I think I think if we talk about um, I think if we talk about contributing to society, mm-hmm. um, if there's one thing that I would like them to do is to you know contribute to helping others um, feel positive. Yeah. Um, so that's something that's important that they see me being that that positive change that you want from other people, you know, and, and, uh, doing all those, those things that, uh, you know, that you would put in being a, like a, a, a helpful, polite, you know, all that sort of thing. Mm. Um, that's important for me that they see that and they take that, that on, mm-hmm. um, all those positive aspects to, to life, I guess. Um, not worried about, you know, I often think about, you know, winning an Ared is that, how does that how does that how does that impact the kids mm. you know they they streamed it live in their in their classroom and all that sort of stuff yeah um you know um because i don't put much emphasis on on awards mm. you know for for, for them and yeah. and grades and that sort of thing because it's not really about that um but there i am winning this big award you know, yeah. So <laughs> yeah how does that how does, that, how does yeah. that how does that factor in and they're so competitive so and mm-hmm. oh, i don't have the answer to that but um yeah. it is something that i have thought about and it's like oh yeah wow i mm. wonder how that wonder how that's going to impact them but um uh, but i guess also if they see how you deal with that too like mm. they don't see you wandering around the streets going hey look at my area you know you know yeah. what i mean like that you can achieve something and receive something and be rewarded for your work but not make a you know a song and dance about us yeah do you know what i mean yeah 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 i mean we have the odd conversation about how like it's the best qualification ever you know <laughs> looks good on the resume <laughs> you, know, you know i thought i can i can i can literally argue to anyone about music now and go <laughs> well do you have an R? Yeah. yeah particularly music education yeah you know, there's yeah. all these people that are way more trained than i am in music education um, but they don't have an R. <laughs> Here we are saying how modest I am, but you know. <laughs> uh, it's always a joke, and it's always yeah. it's always it's always good fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's 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 important. You know, um, I, I want them to be I want them to be good people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I want yeah I want them to to make positive contributions. I, I think you know it's it scares me that the world is so messed up um, and that they they are going into, they're going to grow up into a world that needs action mm-hmm. of, all, of all the, you know, of all the crappy things that has been done to it and, you know, it's still being done to it, mm-hmm. you know. So I'd love for them to be part of the solution mm-hmm. of, of, of whatever that is and... Yeah. I don't think um, shooting off to Mars is the solution, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But they, they, they're the types of things. Um, yeah, we um, need like humanity. We actually need to look after each other, and you know, get back to relationships. And oh, I don't want to get political, but you know, we've vote, we've just voted in a Labor government, and Labor is for the people. I think there's this big change about you know looking after each other. You know, 
social housing and looking after our elderly and childcare and like just getting back to you mm. know basics. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you know, there's a yeah, yeah. There's a and there there are a lot of there are just a lot of systems that are that aren't working. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in in our society. And I think they need to. I think they, there's a lot of systems that need overhauls, um, and they need to. Re, they need rethinking. Mm. Um, yeah. So you know, there's 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 so many, and you know, if we if if we if we went into that mindset, you know, if of of looking after each other and humanity and relationships, and not perpetuate. Um, the classes, which, you know, I believe that schools will perpetuate classes, you know, these people are going to go off and have these top level jobs and the majority of you will probably be in the middle here and then some of you will fail and be down the bottom and, you know, you'll be delegated to um, not having a job or having a really low wage or whatever it is, you know, we perpetuate that in the school. There's no need to do that. If we focused on relationships and we were looking after each other, Mm. then that would be less likely to happen. yeah. yeah, it's that's pretty scary, really. That you know that that's literally. I mean, it probably begins before that, but that's you know where people learn how to treat each other and how where they're going to be in the world, and that's a difficult thing to shake. If someone already thinks that they're wherever, they're not going to change from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, any of us can think back to school, and you know, like once it's over. Um, You've only got those those bits and pieces that's that stick with you. You know, the rest mm. of it sort of just falls away. You know, yeah. it didn't matter. You know, it didn't matter. It didn't matter who was popular. It didn't matter what you learnt in geography. You know, but what mattered was how you felt, mm. and that's what sticks with you. You know. Yes. Yeah. So um, I was a shit at school. So. <laughs> but did you have a good time? Though? Did uh, you I feel had good? A great time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I failed. I, I, I ditched school at the end of year eleven. Yeah. First time I went back and did year twelve. But anyway, ditched. I failed music. D, D for music. Um, I don't think you should be telling people this. Yeah. Well, it's important. Um, it's, no, 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 it's no, it's actually important because, yeah. like, if I had thought that, oh my god, I got a D for music, I must be crap. If I had thought that, then I wouldn't have the life, you know, yeah. I just had the foresight to know that um, I was actually good at music, but I just didn't want to do what they wanted me to do. Mm. You know, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't interested in theory mm. because that's not what, that's not what was, I was inquisitive about. I was inquisitive about the skill set and mm. I was inquisitive about how I could get better at playing my instrument. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I was a guitar player. So the, the, that theory stuff didn't have, didn't bounce off me very well, and it was taught like shit. Mm. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, you know, this theory's theory's not very boring at all. But the teachers continue to teach it in such a boring fashion. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> it's actually really exciting. Theory mm. is really it's musical theory is really really exciting, but mm. it's 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 very, you know, you've got special teachers out there that can do it beautifully. Yeah. Um, but. That's not how I was taught, so um, I just didn't listen and yep. probably didn't go to class and that sort of thing. So um, <laughs> that's how that's how it is, you know. So well, it's one of the te- like I said, it's one of the reasons why I became a teacher to be yeah. because like I, I knew something had to be wrong with music. Well, sorry, something had to be wrong with with education because I was 
I knew I was good at music. Mm. There I was. I, I wouldn't listen in my English class because I was too busy looking at the glossy pages of guitar magazines. <laughs> you know? Oh. And then, uh, like, yeah. Then I get a D in music and, yeah. like... Yeah. I just knew that that, that wasn't me. Mm. Um, that that was... The system. Yeah. System. And I was... Yeah. 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 And I was just ready to give... The, the whole world the, the middle finger then mm. and just and, and I did and went off and got an apprenticeship and um, yeah it just took me a little while to get back to I just used to spend my days you know doing stuff and dreaming about songs yeah right so yeah, yeah I dream oh my god when I get home I'm gonna I'm gonna write this song that's been in my head all day and then I'd get <laughs> home and I wouldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> but it was there it was in my head yeah so, mm. yeah You're listening to The Art of Being a Mum with my mum, Alison Newman. So when I talk to my mums on this show, we talk about this thing called mum guilt. So this idea that mums should exist for their children and if they do something for themselves, they should feel guilty about that or um, they should feel bad if they don't think do things right. I'm putting that in air quotes based on you know, society's expectations of what a mum should be and what a mum should do. And I I like asking dads then, do you have a thoughts on a thing? Is there a thing of dad guilt? Do you experience those sort of emotions of, you know, the pressures on you as a dad to whatever roles in your family, you've got to fulfil that and if you don't, you know, how does it make you feel? Or is that something that you've sort of never encountered? Um... So I would say that I've never encountered dad guilt, mm -hmm. but I've definitely encountered husband guilt, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, um, I know, I know my wife is relentless in what she does around the house. Um, you particularly washing's huge because, yes. you know, it was, it was a big family. It's just, yeah. it's endless cycle. And you live in Mount Gambier and there's nowhere oh, to dry it yeah. and that sort of yeah. thing. So there's always washing hanging from the, the, the wherever, yeah. you know, it's like a cave of washing all yeah. the time. Um, so, you know, and there are times, there are times where, you know, I think, oh, maybe I should pitch in there a little bit more and that sort of thing so that's it but yeah. not as a parent there's nothing yeah. there's no there's no um i don't feel you know i think i do as much as i can so um and then when i do as much as i can well as much as i think i can that's probably a better way to explain it yeah. um so then i don't feel guilty when i'm out doing my own thing um yeah I, but and also know that that the importance of that like so, so mm -hmm. you, you know you have to sacrifice your time every now and then um to, to do things for yourself and you have to sacrifice time to do things for your kids. Um, and you know, time, time is, um, I'm glad you're going to get to this cause you posted a really interesting post today about time. Oh yeah. <laughs> what did I say? I said time is free, but how do you spend it? Yeah. Mm. And, and then, and then, yeah. You're talking about the quote that I posted. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's that, that Buddha, you know, yeah, the time is precious. Yes. It yeah. Was like, I've got it's time. pretty cool. Um, I, so I love the quote um, from the, that book of the, 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 um, the Emerald Tablet. Of, yeah. Um, 
and 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 you know it's 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 like time does not move but yet we move through time mm. it's like whoa that's pretty cool yeah. um you know and you know we exist as events in time our consciousness exists as events in time yeah. um but yet all time is at once like yes. you know and yeah. it's it's about yeah so it's it's such a mind blowing time is mind blowing mm-hmm. um and which is this is the thing so you know when we talk about music and we talk about rhythm mm-hmm. so rhythm is just fractions of time divided mm-hmm. okay and then if we keep going and we keep dividing and dividing and dividing and dividing and dividing and dividing, and dividing, and dividing, and dividing we get pitch yeah and then pitch how fast how fast do you do you want to play with the sound wave because you know and it's like mm-hmm. and then you keep going 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 you'll get light yeah. and so you know so that's that's the thing it because like quantum all, physics well this is the thing like when we talk about light frequency mm-hmm. you know and we talk about sound frequency we're talking about how fast things are vibrating mm. and yeah. um you know so it's that's pretty pretty interesting. Mm. I love that sort of stuff. Mm. It's so cool. It spins you out, doesn't it? I know. You start thinking about it. I know. So. I mean, and and you know, and part of the reason why I posted that is is um, you know, something that we really have to be mindful of, um, and I have to remind myself all the time is the amount of distractions. You know, it's like it's like we almost live in a society that is just distractions everything's a distraction so you would it be whether it be tv or whatever yeah definitely the doom scrolling yeah um is 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 a distraction but it's not just the phones it's Mm. it's love it's it could be it's your job yeah it's whatever it is distracting you from what mean you know distracting from being present and Mm -hmm. coming back to that relationship stuff before just being present with you know and we're all guilty of of just being distracted while um while a loved one wanted us yeah and you know we were so into we're into a rabbit hole we're like well hang on don't interrupt me here because Mm -hmm. i'm so into this distraction um so you know i've been thinking about distractions a lot and being present and Mm -hmm. you know and, and that fact that you can't you know you can't get you can't get that back you can't get that time that being present with somebody um if you're fully there with somebody um and you know whoever that person is you know you can you know that moment is going to be as precious as as it's ever going to be um but if you're distracted then you know that moment is lost yeah so and that's it and you can't get that can't get time back yeah yeah You, you can't get it back it's gone so, yeah. um, but you can be there with it when it's happening. And that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a, that's such a, you know, they sh- they sh- that's what they should be teaching in schools, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but instead, yeah. instead, yeah. my kid came home the other day and he goes, dad, dad, I learned something today at school. I'm like, oh, what do you learn? He goes, if I have my left hand in my hoodie, I can actually be on my phone in the middle of the class and the teacher won't even see And Miss won't even see. That's what he said. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, oh, you did learn Jesus. something today, you know? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but isn't it great, though, that now you're literally in the trenches now. You're teaching 
the teacher, I don't want to say teaching the teachers, you're sharing your experience with the teachers yeah, yeah. and allowing that to change it from the inside. Yeah. Like it's the ultimate sort of gotcha, isn't it? Like, haha, I'm right here now. Yeah. I'm doing this, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, um, well, it's, 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 you know, we talk about, we talk about imagination and, um, if you, I was reading, I heard a quote the other day or something. It was about, you know, if you're imagining something, you're, you're literally bringing it into existence. Mm-hmm. So it's like a movie, a preview to a movie. So just like that Aria thing came into existence, yeah. you know, me being a crack in the system mm-hmm. sort of manifested over time because that, yes. yeah. that was where, you know, your life heads in, into that. So if you have positive thoughts about, about where the future could be, you know, mm-hmm. then most, more than likely you're going to end up Mm. you know in that in that scenario some one way or another yeah it just seems yeah. to be like that but if you're if you're always you know negative and you have that oh. negative and it's like oh my god i'm not going to have anything after this finishes and yeah. blah 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 then that's the type of thing you sort of manifest and exactly. then all of a sudden yeah. you don't it, have anything you, yeah you make your reality happen it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy it is in, in positive and negative it is yeah. um you know yeah. and um yeah this all yeah it's, that's that's the way it is there's always there's always someone that's going to have an easier path and mm-hmm. there's always someone that's going to have a tougher path mm. um yeah, yeah um going back to when you had had the twins um how did your sort of concept of yourself your own identity change when you became a dad when i think back to those hazy times <laughs> um it 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 is a bit of a haze. Yeah. <laughs> um, we don't know what it was like to have one kid. So, yeah. you know, it was always two. Um, and, um, and you know, it was just us in Mount Gambier. So there was no, there was no real like family network that was able to be here. So yeah, right. it was very tiring. Mm. Um, and it was very, um, I don't think the concept of myself changed mm-hmm. at all. Um, one thing that I wasn't ready for is like when my wife was pregnant, um, I remember, I mean, at first, the first, you know, like looking after, looking after this, this unborn baby, you know, mm-hmm. scared that something was going to happen. You're scared that, you know, eat the wrong food or, or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Um, we actually got a phone call, um, from the doctor 20 weeks into the pregnancy yeah. and it was something something's happening this we've got some results that are um that don't look very very promising and that's like the chromosome test yeah and so we had this conversation about um you know what, what would happen if, if if this was the case you know yeah. and um so and it was it was quite full on yeah. um but we hadn't had a ultrasound yet and so when we went to the doctor, the, he, he puts on the ultrasound and he goes, well, you do, we went for an amniocentesis, that, that big, oh, yeah. big needle thing. Yeah. And it, so the doctor goes, well, here's your baby's heartbeat. And he goes, and see this thing? Here's your other baby's heartbeat. And we've just gone, oh, my God, we've just gone from thinking that <laughs> something's wrong with the baby to we're having another baby. So it was in May. It was, that was a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and really exciting, hugely exciting. I mean, I was excited to have twins. Yeah. Um, but me as a person, um, it didn't change. Um, mm-hmm. I felt, 
I felt great because, you know, because I felt like me. Yep. Um, I didn't feel any pressure to, to be a different person. Mm-hmm. Um, I was already a teacher, so I had that experience with older kids. Um, yep. You know, I wasn't much of a plucky sort of guy you know if so if yeah. like if the girls had a baby or something like that i'd be like yeah he can keep the baby <laughs> i still am that yeah. guy i'm still am, yeah. um you know uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um but um yeah it was different when, when they were my, my own so you know I, I guess you just have so much love for for the, the kids that you know, I, don't know, I don't even yeah so it probably wasn't a thing my identity probably wasn't much of a thing to me mm-hmm. at that time Um, and then it was just, it was head down, you know, it was go, it was because it was go all the time Mm. and, uh, there was no time to do anything else, but do parenting really in that time. There was work and then there was parenting and, um, there's probably a little bit of sport that went on as well. Um, yeah. And so there was a lot of juggling between my wife and I and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah um, I think I remained reasonably intact. I still saw myself as an immature young boy. <laughs> yeah, right. Even though I was, in my, thir- I was in my 30s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It probably wasn't until I turned 50 where I've gone, might not be that little immature, like sixteen-year-old that you've always thought you'd been, even in your forties. Oh, but that's a that again, time. That's a it's an interesting concept. Like you just think, I don't feel any different to how I've always felt my whole life. Mm. But I look different. People think of you different because you're getting older. But you just feel exactly the same. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're still that same inside your your consciousness. You're still that same person that you were. You know, you read my report. Read my report when I was in primary school. I'm still that, still that kid that yeah. could probably distract the class less. You know, I still got. If I'm in a big crowd, that when we're in front of someone that's trying to do something, you know, I still yeah, feel the urge to distract people because I'm distracted. Yeah. Um, you know, I talked about distractions before, but my brain is distracted all the time with whatever. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, so when did you then, were you able at a point to things sort of settle down with the boys and you were able to get back into your music? Um, so what happened was um, it was a bit organic, really. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking what, when was it that happened? So the, what happened was... It was the first time where I'd sort of we'd bought a ha- we bought a cheap house, was getting a re- pretty good wage, yep. um, and I, I remember buying a guitar. Mm-hmm. It was the first. It was a guitar that I wanted ever since I was a kid, oh. and um, I had the money to buy it, and it was all systems go, and bang, I, I bought it. Um, that really sparked my my interest, and then what I did. Was um, as as soon as as soon as that comes back to you, you know, after you've had your head down for so long, and the kids were still, you know, that that one, you know, they're about one then, yeah. and um, maybe a little bit younger, but you know, but the first six months is head down and mm. and get, you know, you're doing Just literally surviving. everything yeah. for, for the kids, yeah, everything except for breathing, 
Yeah. Um, and I ended up enrolling in this online course at Berkeley School of Music, which was orchestrating for film and TV. Mm. And um, that's where I did all my theory chops and all my orchestration skills and everything like that. And um, I found that, um, you know, in in looking back on that, that kept it certainly kept me grounded through that that period of parenting with music. Yeah. Kept me connected with music. Yeah. Um, and ended up landing me the job because then I had some sort of uh, qualification behind me. Yeah. Right. Um, that wasn't just. Um, education based mm-hmm. um, so you know that sort of worked in really beautifully mm-hmm. um, and then we only had two years before we got the next one so yeah you know and then it was head down again yeah um, and it, you know I don't remember this like the specifics of that time mm-hmm. I know my wife kept a journal of that sort of stuff yeah um, right. and so you, you know you can look back at those times yeah. um, I know looking at the videos that our house is trashed, like you know. As, as soon as you know, when we had four under four under four, um, oh, definitely four under five. Anyway, um, the house, you know, and my kids, they're, they're, you know, they're always doing shows, and you know, a show <laughs> yeah. a show means that you have to have a stage, and a stage means you have to have every blanket in the house draped over chairs, and you know, <laughs> this and that, and then. You have to buy the tickets oh. and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, and it's just, you know. Yeah, it's um, a theatrical production. <laughs> that's right. It's funny. Oh. It's funny, but it's... Uh, yeah. uh, and all the toys, and you just get toys, and then they have a birthday, and you get more toys. And they're like, yeah. you know, so I know when we had that first lockdown last, we decided that we'd try and start to declutter, and there's yeah. so... We had so much stuff and so much stuff oh my god yeah. particularly particularly old toys and stuff like that yeah. but the kids really didn't really play with there's a few toys they played with but yeah you know that was that was definitely like cardboard box kids yeah um, yeah 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 and so that's something that's um yeah that, that and that's that you know we talk about capitalism and consumerism and, and at the end of the day all they needed was a cardboard box it's the um, old joke isn't it like you give the kid the the, ra- the Christmas present and they play with the wrapping paper, yeah. you know, like it's just, oh, I don't know. The whole thing just frustrates me. <laughs> like yeah, well, I was thinking, I was on the aeroplane coming back from Adelaide the other day and I was thinking, how did it all start? Like how did it actually start that that became important? And then what role has advertising played in, in that to, to get inside people's minds and make people think they need to have this and they have to have this and, you know. Like, I love Mad Men. That's one of my favourite TV shows. Okay. I don't, I don't know if you've ever watched Mad it. Men, no. it's, um, it's based in the, the 50s and the 60s mm. um, in New York City. It's an ad agency. And, like, you sort of think when you watch I don't know how much of it's true, but you think, oh, that's why we all want such and such because somebody told us we did, you know. Like, mm. I just, I, I wish yeah. I, I want to understand more about it. Like, Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's. It's super powerful psychology, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, and it's all it's all to make make people money. You know, mm. that's that's what it is. It's it's about you know he who wins wins with the most whatever you know. But mm. you know, it goes. I don't know how we got how we got there. You know. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a strange thing. You can have everything you want without having that. But you know, 
heard a good story about that the other day. I can't put it into context. It's something about this guy, this fisherman. Yeah. And, you know, he'd, um, he'd fish all day and he'd have, get all this beautiful fish and take it home to his wife and make love to his wife and have this yeah. beautiful, beautiful life. Yeah. And, um, and one day this other, this other person comes along and says, well, why don't you, um, you know, why don't you fish like this so you can then sell, you take some of the fish to, and then you can sell some of the fish. Yeah. And with that money, you buy, get this, you can buy a bigger boat. And then you can do more, more fishing and get more fish. And then you can buy a fleet of boats. And then, yeah. you know, and the guy will go, okay, I, and then what would I do? Yeah. You know, well, then you can franchise it out and you can, you know, have an international corporation. Well, then what do I do? You yeah. And, but at the end of the day, you know, he already, he goes, well, why would I want to do that? I already have everything, you know, because, yes. yeah, then what would you do? Well, you can have everything you want. He goes, but I've already got everything I want. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that type yeah. of thing, you know, yeah. where, um we don't think like that as a society, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure to be thinking about. And do schools do it? Schools do it yeah. right at the beginning. What are you going to be when you grow up? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, and the answer is, well, I'm going to be me when I grow up. That's who, that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be yeah. me. You know, I'm not defined by what I do. Yeah. You know, I'm not defined yeah. by, I'm not de- defined by, you know, being a, working in a, a cafe or that doesn't define me or, mm-hmm. you know not even being on stage defines me um yeah. i'm just me and yeah. you know yeah. and just just trying to put my best self forward to the world and you know that's yeah. that's yeah. not what we teach we teach yeah. you know oh you've got to got to get this job if you don't do this then your options are oh you yeah. know it's like what complete bullshit it's like, like no actually yeah. your options are what yeah whatever you want to make mm. them to be like yeah. and your options can be anything you want after school mm. see that's why i keep telling alex like he's at that point now like choosing subjects for what you want to be when you grow up and i just keep reminding him that i found the best job i'd had up until recently only nine years ago and about three months ago i found the best job that i've ever had in my life mm. you know mm. like you just cannot expect someone to know at that point in their life anything about the job they're going to do because they haven't been in the world and experienced things and seen what they might like or might not like you know how can you possibly how and it's all this towards this end goal why can't like have these experiences as they're going through you know each day be what are we going to do today that's going to be great rather than let's look 30 years in the future and see what's going to happen then and you miss out on all this what's in front of you yeah yeah that's right and and you know oh your subject selection in my eyes should be about whatever makes you happy mm. you know what, yes. what you think you can be you have the most fun in or yeah. that sort of stuff yeah. um you know um not because all your mates are doing it but you know kids mm. will want to do that they'll want to do something because their mates are doing it. that not might not be the best thing for them to do mm. yeah. not, not not in every circumstance and i know my own children would would, would literally choose something because their mates are doing it yeah. but um i'd rather them not i'd rather them go well what is my interest yeah where does that yeah. lie like who yeah. cares about if it's going to lead to to whatever because you can do all that later anyway yeah. no it's not nothing's yeah. finite oh that's it isn't it and yeah um yeah and that's what i did you know yeah. I, I 24 years old or whatever i was did the stat test yeah so instead of slugging over a year of year 12 i did a two and a half hour test yeah and you won an aria <laughs> Became a teacher, yeah, you know, like, got a yeah. degree, yeah. won an aria. Yeah, no, that's like, yeah. I, I say to Alex, just 
if you keep saying me, what do you want me to do when I grow up? And I'll say, I'll say the same thing, like, whatever makes you happy, you know, mm. Ben's a financial planner, so he brings that other side of, well, but you have to have enough money to live on. And I'm yeah. like, yes, well, I know that, but you still have to enjoy yourself every day. You know, you have, you actually have to have a reason to get out of bed and think, what am I going to do today that's, you know, contribute to the world? And I don't know. Yeah, well, I've I, got that mentality. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, that's a, yeah, putting food, and, and that's that thing about being an artist, you know. Mm. I'd love to be an artist, but just can't put the food on the table. Yeah, and just now, the practicalities. And now you have mouths to feed. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could do it. I could, you know, I'd be quite happy living out of, you know, a, like a tiny house and um, off grid or whatever, just to start, yeah. and just doing sound and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, when you have responsibilities. The reality is, I can't. I've got responsibilities. <laughs> When they all move out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when they all move out, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've kind of finished asking the main questions I want to ask. Cool. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to share around this topic that's sort of on your mind? Um, oh, we've been quite... We've talked about life, universe and everything. <laughs> we have covered a lot. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean it's probably important to it's probably important to note that um, you know the partnership I have with with my wife is that she's 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 not creative you know she's practical mm-hmm. and um, and that sort of makes for a you know this the stability mm-hmm. in. In particularly in my sort of crazy just thinking type of thing, so yeah. that's probably something that's that's worth uh, that's worth mentioning that that mm. sort of made it work made well, gave me the the license to be creative as well. Yeah. Um, to know that that practical side of things getting looked after and you know mm-hmm. finances and all that all that type of thing. So yeah. that's probably something that's that's helped a lot throughout the throughout the child rearing years um as well and having you know and also she's really good at um this this because the, the four boys there's so much stuff on yeah. and someone's got to be here and someone's got to be there oh, yeah. You know? yeah and um and there's and there's excursion on this day and then there's a carnival over here and then there's we have to go away for steps or whatever it is all those types of things yeah. you know she manages all of that i don't really want it's just you know it's literally uh yeah what's going what what's happening again yeah, tonight? tell me where i need to be uh, tell me, yeah, <laughs> please. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so that's been yeah. an important thing then that, that's allowed me that's that's you know i'm grateful that that's allowed me to um have that that license to mm. think think out in the clouds and yeah. out in the cosmos wherever my brain goes while I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of um new ways to explore sound and music so mm. yeah yeah uh, good on it it t- I mean it takes a team doesn't it like it's you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah it, it you know it's obviously much um I mean, it has its challenges as well. So yeah. you know, you, you've got to you've got to acknowledge that it's you know that takes work, mm-hmm. and it's not just something that um, it's not just something you just breeze through. Yeah, that's you know? it, isn't it? Yeah. Your conversations certainly change. Yeah, from talking about stuff to talking about children. Yeah, 
and then yeah. and then that's it, and then, and then oh. you don't, and then you just go to sleep because you're yeah. stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> times now we're asleep before particularly our older children yeah and um you know they're not too bad though they're they're yeah. they're, they're pretty good at um getting themselves to sleep and yeah but they say teenagers have a completely different body clock to yeah us. Well, they do they, they're, they're like designed three hours they're designed to out. they're designed to and this is again you know this our society is strange but yeah teenagers are designed to get up later and go to go to sleep later and mm -hmm. get up later yeah uh, that's what their their circadian rhythms is that's what they're designed to do yeah who knows what that's for i don't know what that's for yeah, i haven't read so any research this is the thing right like this is i was reading about this the other week um because oh, same thing alex is up i go to bed and he's up for like 14 hours after me and it's like what special power have these kids got that we're stifling because we're making them get up and go to school at eight in the morning? You know, yeah, like what yeah. are they supposed to be doing with this? Well, you know? you know, if you think about the way I like to think about these things is that, you know, if, if, if humans have been around for like, um, who knows, like I, I'm, I'm going to just pull out a hundred thousand years, you know, we've spent the last, you know, say 90 Ninety thousand years in a this evolving as humans, like yeah. that tribal sort of situation. And what were the mm -hmm. what were the what were teenagers doing? Yeah, what was their role? Yeah, what was their role? What was their role late at night up until about twelve o'clock? You know, yeah. when someone else might have taken over from whatever they were doing. Yeah, you know, keeping the community doing something. Like, who yeah. knows? Yeah, I'm just That's guessing, it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. then we've just gone shook. Yeah, yeah, it, everything down we have, us. and we've, we've, we've. T it's, it's the cookie cutter, you know, mm. and you know, it, it's funny because you know we look, you look back to Pink Floyd, The Wall, mm -hmm. and that's what that was all about, you know, and we're still. Yeah. I mean, we wrote a musical about it. I mean, yeah. Mike Baffey wrote a musical about that, you know, and we we wrote a musical about you know music had been ousted in society and if you were caught playing music you'd be ousted into the wastelands you know yeah. and um you know and that all came from this psychological damage that this the leader of that community had as a child right um and that's pretty deep isn't it oh it's classic <laughs> it's classic yeah um it was it was a, it was a it was a classic show we were, we were quite intense about about um the um the system and the education system mm. and um you know and the way that sometimes it gives it also gives people um interesting positions of power as well mm -hmm. um and they might not always be the right person for that particular um role that they're doing and you, you know and everyone everyone listening would have that experience in in schools you know whether you know whether it was a teacher Mm. Or, or somebody else, but someone that was just abusing their their, their power, mm. and yeah. Um, yeah, that's an, another interesting mm. thing about schools. So there's school models in the world where the kids actually 
choose the employment that happens at that, that school, including the yeah. principal and everything. That yeah, Sudbury schools they call them. Yeah, and they don't have to study anything. They can spend their time playing video games if they choose. Where are these schools? Oh, I know. I don't know if there are any in Australia or not. So, wow. um, but there's interviews with schools, and so some kids it works, and it doesn't work for all kids. But yeah, you know, see, that's the thing, isn't it? But there, yeah. but nothing's yeah. going to because yes, it's exactly. not a one size fits. Exactly. It's not a one size fits all yeah. world, you know. So yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. So yeah. so were you able to um, use your platform as like writing these musicals to to sort of I don't want to say it were putting ideas into children's heads, but you were you were getting your ideas across of your thoughts of the schooling system and challenging and perhaps getting the kids to think about things a bit differently. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I pro probably didn't think of it like that, but, yeah. uh, you know, that is... You didn't it. sit there and go, well, what are we going to tell the kids? No, no. <laughs> we, we wanted... So what we wanted, what we really wanted when we did our musicals was that we wanted to... Because I was sick of seeing these musicals... Um, that were meant for adults, mm -hmm. you know, they, they were, and you just see kids playing adult roles and it's just like, well, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be much more appropriate if kids could play kids' roles. Yeah. Um, and what we wanted to do was empower kids in the musical. So the heroes were always going to be the kids. The kids saved the day. Yeah. And then um, all three musicals that we wrote, kids saved the day because it's yeah. empowering for the kids and they are, you know, most of them are playing kids. There are some kids that play adults because you can't get around that. Mm. Um, so that was the main thing. Mm. Um, but, yes, we, we were talking about, we were talking about issues that, that we liked to talk about, that we were passionate about. You know, and the first one was the education system. The sev the second one was the Earth. Yep. And uh, it was built around this story um, about some um, some indigenous uh, people were talking about um, the effect of uranium mining in Central Australia. Yeah. Um, so it was built around that idea. And yep. then the third one was a multi-story development um, going to be built on top of this beachfront. And the kids were worried about they were going to lose their fish and chip shop. Yeah. So, um, and of course, there was the local environmental problems as well. Yeah. And it was all about plastic and, and, and um, that sort of stuff. So we had stuff that we were sort of passionate about. We wanted the kids to know about. Mm -hmm. um, and we wanted, you know, we wanted them to know that this is, this is, this is the world you're growing up in. Mm. Um, and there's, there's no reason why you can't be a hero in that world. And that's sort of, yeah. that's where we... Yeah, and giving them that sense it. of agency that they can have an impact. Yeah. Like, even though in in the world it's set up that the adults are in charge and the adults do everything, but the kids actually, they have so much power that they can, you know, bring. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, literally the kids, the kids are the future. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you know. And we're stuffing up their world for Yeah. Them, I mean, yeah. I'm just going to sing Whitney Houston. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But she was right. She was. Um, was it in School of Rock? Jack Black says that at the staff yeah. reading, you know. Te <laughs> teach them well and let them lead, let the, way. lead the way.
Frequency Fridays. Every second Friday, um, I'm going to be offering some type of sound bath um, at the Inner Sanctuary Collective. Um, and uh, it'd be super reasonably priced. Um, and the idea is to build a community around sound, which is why I'm pricing it so reasonably. Um, and uh, there'll be different themes. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, the themes are just there for a framework. You know, yeah. people can come for any type of experience they like. But, but the, I might have a, I might have a stillness theme where, where everything's going to be a bit stiller. I might have an electric theme where everything's going to be electric. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then know, you just see where it takes you. Yeah, that's framework. that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. That's you know, yeah. I think that for it to happen, I need to have some consistency so you know try and offer it um yeah every fortnight yeah and um yeah and if people want to find out which fortnights they just hitting me up on instagram is the best thing to do so yeah yeah i'll um, put the links in the show notes so yeah it'll be easier for people yep. to, to do yeah um, fantastic thank you so much for coming on scott it's been an absolute pleasure i've really enjoyed this chat we've gone to some deep interesting places and i've really enjoyed that thank you yes uh absolutely my pleasure it's lovely to just you know just have a feel and yeah. let the conversation sort of lead itself so yeah, yeah. very grateful that's thank you very been much. great thanks for your company today if you've enjoyed this episode i'd love you to consider leaving us a review following or subscribing to the podcast or even sharing it with a friend you think might be interested if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, please get in touch with us via the link in the show notes. I'll catch you again next week for another chat with an artistic mum. <laughs>